Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Passion and Purpose today. And I just love this. I hope you guys have fun on this journey, uh, predominantly with me and J.O., but today we have Mrs. O. with you. Wow. That's Yay. C.O. to y'all, Christy Ogden, <laughs> uh, Jordan's wife. And I'm going to introduce her a little bit more here in just a moment. But hey, we're going to be talking today about the Enneagram. Yes. Hey, Whoa. for those that are watching, <laughs> that's right. The Enneagram the Enneagram for Jesus. Yes. Let's, let's get this yes. clear. All yes. right. So, hey, for all those that have heard all the talk about it, some of y'all know a little bit. Some of y'all think you know a lot. So we'll see what you know after our expert, Christy Ogden, oh, unpacks this for us uh, together. So as I've, I've said before, uh, Jordan and Christy have served alongside us for many, many years as church planters and disciplers and investors in people's lives. And we have the joy of them being close to home. And yes. Christy's originally from Waco, as is Jordan, which all good things are from Waco these days, by the way, <laughs> That's multiplying right. out. Um, but hey, let's just jump right in. The Enneagram, give us a little history. How'd you get into it, Christy? Um, give us a little framework for it. Get us going. Yes, I, the Enneagram has been such a helpful tool for me. And the way I like to call it is like a journey of self-discovery. And mm. I realized about myself that I'm not personally a very introspective person. So I didn't know why do I behave in certain ways in different situations. But um, I had a pain point happen a few years ago. And that made me kind of wonder, why am I acting this way, what am I doing? And so I started hearing about the Enneagram around the same time. And then I started just researching, learning, reading books, listening to podcasts. Mm. I'd done several courses on it. Mm. And awesome. I it showed me so much for me understanding myself, but then it helped me understand the people I lead, mm. how to interact in a team. Mm. Like, oh, everyone doesn't see the world the same way I do. And mm. Obviously, I knew that, but it helped me realize it in a deeper way. So Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's how I got into it, and it was, it was been very helpful. Hey, can I, can I pause for a moment? What I love about that is, hey, I came to a pain point in my life, and I, went, I wanted to understand myself better, which I know your heart, in order to serve people, yes. in order to love people better, yes. whether it's my husband, my kids, the, the people that we serve and lead with. Um, and I think whenever anything starts from a motivation to find out what needs to change in me mm -hmm. or what is service to others, you're probably going to get a pure help yes. uh, from that yes. tool. Yes. Yeah. yes. So, so just speak to that just a moment here on uh, in the Enneagram, again, before you unpack it for us, which we need you to do, mm -hmm. um, what, what do you find people get the best out of it, it from a Christian perspective, from a Jesus perspective? How do you get the most out of the Enneagram? Yes. Great question. So I think it's understanding what motivates you personally and how can you become the most whole version of yourself yes. because um what you see the thing is with the enneagram is people like to think it's more your personality like your behaviors right. but really it's the internal stuff that's going on inside of you and that's really where you need jesus to transform yes. and meet you in those places mm -hmm. and so what i found is i realized that i needed to um 
have Jesus meet me at those places and mm. let that for me. And so then I don't become the negative versions of myself. So mm. I'm an Enneagram eight, okay. which people usually think that that's like the really mean or just like it's called the challenger so mm-hmm. you can imagine yeah, what yeah. that could be and you're the nicest one i know that's <laughs> what people say i know and i'm like but it, and it's funny because people are surprised about that but i'm like actually and not in an arrogant way but yeah. i've learned to be healthy in yeah, that place instead absolutely. of bulldozing just for the sake of getting my way you actually are clearing the path for others like that's Ooh. what an h whoa do. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> instead of getting my way i'm clearing the path for others when I'm my whole self. Yes. When I am the way that God created me, submitted to Jesus, my personality makes a way for people instead of getting my way. Yes. Whoa, that's a quote. Yes. So there's the, each of us have that unique place that God made us. And we need the challengers. We need the achievers. We need the helpers, which will go into all of those. And so if I can recognize who God made me to be, mm. walk in the healthiest version of it by letting God meet my needs and showing me where mm. my tendencies are, then we can all work in this in our lanes and be able Whoa. to know how to love one another and serve one another and champion one another and mm. not get frustrated. I mean, that was part of it. It's sure. like we can be arrogant and thinking like my way is the best way of seeing the world. Mm. And, um, and the reality is it's one way out of nine. Mm. Uh, the way I like to understand it is that it's nine different ways of viewing the world. It's like you put on, like for me, I might put on a pair of blue um, glasses. And so I see the world through blue. And Jordan might see them through red. You might see them through green. Mm-hmm. And so when we see the world through those glasses, it's it's amazing how it's different. Like when you see it mm-hmm. through green, it's going to look a little different than when I see mm-hmm. through blue. And so understanding like, okay, how do I work within that? Beautiful. So, so, hey, I'm going to turn you loose just to take us A to Z, one through nine. Okay. But, Jordan, just comment. First of all, I want to say nice shirt. Thank you. Yes. And hat. Where'd you get that I, shirt I and hat? Both from my wife. Yes. Yeah. And, and why does she need to do that every once in a while? What she would say is that I, I, I'm not quite up to snuff in terms of, uh, my, my attire. You're like, you have, don't have need. It's not a need of yours. Yes. It, yeah. It, it. Which, taking it to the Enneagram is she, funny because he is a three, which is um, the achiever. But one of the things about an achiever is they care about what they look. And people, again, are always like, Jordan. Jordan doesn't seem to do Yes. <laughs> But, to do that very but well. anyway, uh, that's another good point of saying like, just because you don't fit in every little single category for your number doesn't right. mean that yes. you don't, we're not, a, we're not a box to be filled. We're human with our yes. own unique expressions, I love but that. the shirt looks so good on you. Well, hey, thank you. Thank you for just bringing me into spring. Affirming you. Yes. So, Hey Jordan, before yeah. uh, Christy starts off and runs us through the numbers and how it all works. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, how have you seen it affect Christie's life? Like, mm-hmm. what's, what's the testimony you've seen out of her life by right. using these tools? So what we've talked about, if we, you know, this is the Passion and Purpose podcast. Yes. So with that being the case, Christie's talked about needing Jesus. So we're talking about passion for Jesus. Yeah. And then we've got that purpose part. Uh-huh. What we have found in a helpful framework uh, that we were taught is you look at identity, calling, and assignment. Mm. And so if if we've got the identity from Jesus part, which is huge, but we're yeah. just making an assumption right, that yep. we're, we're working on that, but that's, boom. Yep. 
And then it's like, okay, God has a calling in my life. We have seen it, and I've seen it in her life as it relates then to that seasonal assignment. God, what are you saying now? Which means I've got to be walking with Jesus by the Holy Spirit so that I'm hearing his voice. I'm being strengthened in my inner man to obey. But then I'm able to, uh, as an individual, but then collectively as a team, stay in my lane, but also work collectively in that place of assignment because I know my identity is secure in Jesus. Mm. The Enneagram is not, I mean, that's one of the things that I'm hoping you will talk about. The Enneagram is not my identity, mm. like yes. my numbers, not yours, right. not yeah. yours. Yeah. But then it can it can supplement and right. it can it can help inform it. I've seen with Christy her be strengthened in her place of oh I'm an eight, that that doesn't mean I have to be this or this. This is who God's made me to be, and so how can I be the fullness of who God has called me to be for the sake of others? And it's been really beautiful to watch in the last few years. Absolutely, that's awesome. Now, so that we know we're not in a hurry, I can already tell this is going to be a two two podcast deal. Yeah, okay. So you don't have to be in a hurry. Uh, we'll, uh, but we'll dive into it. Let's let's kind of just get as far as we can today, and uh, then we'll pick it up and we'll do another one right after that. So, Christy, t- okay, take us forward. All righty. Well, I will like. I'd like to say that there's um, a a resource called yourenneagramcoach.com, and she takes um, the enneagram from a biblical like perspective, and so it's helpful. She's very much gospel centered. So when you're looking at resources, I think it's helpful it's to know about her because um, she's just she's a good resource for it. But the word enneagram comes from there's nine different points on this thing. It's a yeah shape diagram yeah diagram and so each of those nine numbers has a different um name for it and i'll go over that in just a minute um and so there's nine basic like enneagram types and um then there's arrows that are on the diagram so you have arrows going towards your number and going away from your number Uh and so the areas that are going towards your number are the ones that um are the ones that you're going to go to in your health. And then the ones, yes, when I'm healthy. And then the arrows going away from your number are the ones that you're gonna go to in stress. Mm -hmm. And this is very helpful to understanding the Enneagram because you also, you want to know not just your number, you wanna know every, the number you go to and away from and towards because that's gonna affect like, oh, when I see these characteristics in my life, this might mean I'm not, I'm in stress mm. and, and how do I deal with that? There's also wings. So on each of your numbers, there's a number right next to it. So I'm an eight. So there, I have a seven wing and a nine wing. And that's helpful to know. People think you as an eight, oh, I wing three. You can't wing anything except the two numbers that are right on next to your number. And those are just you can just kind of take parts of that that enhance your personality. So does that make sense? It yeah. just like, like I'm a, I think the reason people think, oh, you're so nice because I'm an eight with a really strong seven week. Yes. So I'm like fun and, and relational. You know, yeah. yeah, relational. And I think that looks really different than someone that's an eight with a nine wing. And that just all helps you understand it. So you'll hear wings and that's, that's part of it. So let me just go through the different numbers. Um, so you kind of know what they, each of them like, represent yep. and then we can go from there yes great beautiful yeah. okay so enneagram type one is called the reformer or the perfectionist mm-hmm. and this is the rational idealistic type they're principled purposeful self-controlled and perfectionistic 
Um, oh, as I'm going through these, so I want to say, you can't type other people. You might assume that mm. you know what other people's numbers are, but the reality of the Enneagram is it's actually your internal motivation. And so right. we actually don't know what is internally driving someone. Mm. We can assume we know. And I mean, sure. you yeah, might know more than they, they think they know, but you don't want to type other people mm. because that's just putting a label on people and no one needs a label on, put another label put on them like yeah so jesus had something to say about that actually <laughs> he said uh don't judge lest you be judged by the measure in which you judge you will be judged as well yes so our intensity to get everybody else in a in a box yes actually causes people to box us in yes and yes. nobody wants that kind of typecasting and and i love what one pastor said it's it's kind of a, a half statement, but he said, nobody's ever seen a motive. Mm, yeah. Now, you see behaviors, and yes. that, that it is, it's pretty aware usually. But, yes. but again, in the end, two people can do the same thing. One's driven internally in a very different way. And until you know them, yes. uh, or until you see God, how God sees them, you may miss it. Yes. And that leaves, when we start typing other people, it... it it puts people in stress in relationships instead of frees people up. Yes, yes. Okay, keep going. Yeah, one. Great. Yes. Okay, so that's the one. The two is the helper. They're caring, interpersonal type, demonstrative, generous, people pleasing, and possessive. Hmm. Um, so I, I, I keep on having stops as I'm going through this. So they yeah. each of the numbers also has what people call kind of their. I, it's like their pain point or debt, you know, I don't yeah. want to say like their deadly sin or they yeah. can, they attach them to the seven sins, but then had a couple sure. more that are in it, but they each have kind of like for mine, it's um, lust right. for the eight, right. which is not actually the kind of lust that you would think of, but right. it can be a lust for power or for more, more, more. So more. we each yeah. have a different um, pain. So when you hear that, you'll, that's like the possessive part could yep. be part of that. Okay. Number three is the achiever they're the success oriented pragmatic type adaptive excelling driven and image conscious mm. like i said that's jordan all but image conscious yes all but image <laughs> conscious <laughs> yeah the um number four is the individualist and they're the sensitive withdrawn type they're expressive dramatic self-absorbed and temperamental these are usually your like Creators. creatives my youngest sister is one of this and literally her discovering this about herself has been the most freeing thing mm. like oh this is why i feel so deeply and so this is a part of the enneagram it helps you discover yourself that helps you feel like okay this makes sense of why i feel like i'm always yeah. responding this way number five is the investigator they're the intense cerebral type perceptive innovative secretive and isolated mm. Um, number six is the loyalist. The, and this number six is the most common number that you'll find. And so, huh. and number four is the least common, which the wow. individual. How do like I know that. so many eights and ones? I, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's kind of what's drawn, going on around yes, here. Yes, yeah, they're okay. drawn to the, okay. um, to the movement. And some sevens. Yeah, the six, yes. Um, the loyalist, the committed, security-oriented type, they're engaging, responsible, responsible, 
anxious and suspicious. So (laughs) there's, you know, there's great in everyone, but they're your great people on your team. I mean, you want a loyalist Mm -hmm. around you. And we have a lot of those, by the way. Yes. Yes. They're amazing. Um, the enthu- seven is enthusiast, and they're the busy, fun-loving type, spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered. They're kind of the life of the party. Everyone think, yeah, sevens are fun to be around, and everyone that's a seven that I know thinks that everyone wants to be a yes, seven. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes, who wouldn't want to be me? Yeah, this exactly. Is, which I join mean. me. This is where it's this is where the fun is. Yes. Actually, since I, since we've got the mic here, I would just say you know. One, one of your siblings, uh, who's a male, uh, which you only have one of those, uh, your brother, that, that's, I, I've heard him verbatim say that multiple yeah, times. Well, yeah, um, It's true, but they are fun. We love it. The challenge, number eight is the challenger. They're the powerful, dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. Mm. Um, and so they're not afraid of a challenge. It's funny. I had a friend challenge me this last week <laughs> about something, and I was like, I felt so loved. I was like, thank you for taking the time to like, you know, challenge me. And she was like, only an eight would say (laughs) (laughs) that you feel loved. But I really did because you're not, that is not afraid of a challenge. And then the nine is the peacemaker. And they're, the nines are amazing. They're the easygoing, self-effacing type, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. Mm. They, it's, they're just you know, so easy to be around, want mm-hmm. to bring peace for all yeah. um, different situations. So, okay, what, how, Jimmy, where do you want to go from there? Like, Yeah, what? so uh, again, so start, so with all this, all right, we've got the information. Again, I can, I can read that. I would like your personal observations in helping people identify their number, mm-hmm. and then we'll pause. That'll be our ending place today. Then we'll pick up tomorrow uh, what uh, the, identifying those places to serve others mm-hmm. and and to and self right so love your neighbors yourself how do I learn to get comfortable in God in my space and then how do I use that to serve others but let's help us identify here to wrap up today yes so when people talk about um, they there's different um, ways people say like should you take a test like to figure out and i think honestly like a test is a good way to start and that you're in the enneagram institute has one um that takes you and i think that's a good starting point but a test is not going to again it doesn't know your motivation and if you can deceive yourself in the test in the test so i think that that's kind of a good starting point of figuring out like okay here are maybe some one of the numbers but i think when you're reading the numbers a good thing to look at too is finding what i've done is like helping find some resources and then look through okay these are some of the behaviors but then this is your core fear so each of them have a core fear so like for one your fear is like of being bad or evil or wrong or inappropriate, like that is that what's driving your action. So you might want to do excellent work. Now an achiever might want to do a lot of work and it could look the same as a person that's wanting to do excellent work. But is your reason of wanting to do excellent work because you're a fear of being wrong by doing your work or is it because you actually want to be perceived as 
someone who does excellent work. Yeah, got it. Got so it. I think you, it, it, it really is a journey of self-discovery. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of question asking with people of like helping them understand like, okay, this is what maybe your for, core fear can is. Like, does that resonate with you more? And, or does this one? And then what are your like weaknesses? Like when it, when that comes out, like sure. um, there's each of these has like one, core weakness. So that's how I like to do it is just helping the person talk through it and look like the more of discovering like, oh, I thought my outward actions look this way, but actually it's um, It's motivated in this way. What would you say, Jordan, when you figuring out you were a three, how did you remember? Well, let me me say one, one more thing before that. I've seen you coach families or teams, leadership teams, and it'll give people, I can't remember which assessment that this is, but it'll give people, okay, you're, you're scoring, you know, as a three, you know, you have eight in that one, but you've also, you're, the number seven comes up as kind of in that second place. And I think that's been helpful. As I've watched you coach other people, that seems to be helpful towards this question of helping right. people find their number. Would you agree with that? Have seen what other numbers come up. Yeah, well, With just it's not it's not just like okay, exclusively. Yes, it's yes. It's got to be this. It's like oh, it might be this. It might be this. Yes, and seeing and that's why it's helpful to understand the enneagram and knowing the different numbers where you go because it's dynamic. So I'm an eight. So in health, I go to a two. So I might like you can see like oh, I have a lot of two characteristics. So that but I'm not actually motivated by what motivates sure. a two. So I need you need to see where your motivation is. Um, and so I think that you're right of just, fi- of you just have to do a lot of question asking and right. figuring out um, how did you discover what number you were, Jimmy? Well, I'm still discovering oh, because on the journey. I, I, yeah. So, so I think, I think maybe uh, what I would say, so you check me on this, if we maybe in wrapping a day to identify so I took the test from the Enneagram Institute, right? Uh-huh. So I, I took the test, and it gave me like seventy percent in three and eight. Okay, okay. So, but it, so, but it gave me almost the same percentage. Mm. But there, I think that's not allowed in the. Uh, I know there's more. You could coach me here. <laughs> so that left me in a bit of a quandary. Yes. Uh, not not. I wasn't. Uh, my your identity identity's in Jesus. Secure. So I'm yes. actually yes. great. Yes. You're fine. You're fine. But for the Instagram conversation, I'm not totally there yet, which is obvious by today. Um, so you can take a test. Then you want to talk to somebody who understands it. Yes. That, yes. That, that's yes, the key. Yes. So yes. So you coach a lot of people. So talk to somebody that actually understands it. Yes. Um, and of course, there's books and all that, but my experience is there's so many books in so many different directions that it gets a little cumbersome. Yes. So if you take the test as a starting point, you talk to somebody that actually knows, knows who loves Jesus, yes. because that's our yes. motivation um, in the end. And then, you know, maybe the third thing is try it on. Yeah. All yeah. right. Hey, this is what I see my tendency are. Where does that show up? Maybe the stress points are a little more clear. Yes. But maybe, maybe again, just to wrap up, why why are we even having this discussion from your perspective, Christy, for believers that are listening, passionate people for Jesus, why why are we having this discussion that'll wrap today and we'll pick up tomorrow about yeah. our own needs? I the way I hear it is it and I like I wanted to um read this from a Enneagram from a biblical perspective from the Enneagram um your Enneagram coach. She said for people to see themselves with astonishing clarity so they can break free from self-condemnation, 
fear and shame by knowing and experiencing the unconditional love, forgiveness, and freedom in Christ. Whoa. I think that that is... That's worth it. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a great... From a biblical perspective, that's why we want to know it. So we can understand ourselves, break free from shame, and then we can be free to love people in the way that God made us and understand Mm. and love people in the way God made them too. Yeah, sure. So I think that that is... um, so we that's part of what I think the purpose of it too. And I like this. I'll end with this. It's your internal GPS is what she says. And it reveals why you think, feel, and behave in particular ways so you can steer your internal life in the best direction for your personality type. So I think mm. just helping you recognize, okay, this is how I behave, but how can I steer that to be the most fruitful, mm. loving mm. person that God created mm. me to be with the way I internally work. Amen. So if I understand this right, the Catholics started this because they wanted to be closer to Jesus and wanted to be more holy in their living, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So my understanding, just help me here, that it was created to reveal our sins and what needed to be brought to the cross, not as a self-actualization tool. Yes, yes. Right? Is that right? Yes. So so back to Jesus. Yes. So the, the whole goal of pursuing understanding is so that we can love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, love our neighbor as our self. Yes. Be as healthy a version that God's created me to be so that I can love him and love them. Yes. Amen. So with that thought, we pray, Lord, over all our friends listening today, all this unique tools that you give us for one end. We may love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor, even as we love ourselves rightly Mm -hmm. by the grace of God. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmysibert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.